Welcome to the Myth-Busting Lung Cancer Screening Podcast Series, hosted by Dr. Debbie Dyer. This podcast is brought to you by the American College of Radiology and the National Lung Cancer Roundtable. Hello, and welcome to the Myth-Busting Lung Cancer Screening Podcast Series for Lung Cancer Awareness Month. My name is Dr. Debbie Dyer, and I'm a thoracic radiologist in Denver, Colorado, And I'm talking today with Linda Dowling, nurse navigator in the lung cancer screening program at Rush University Medical Center. And I'm delighted to be with Linda today. And I wanted to just chat a little bit with with you, Linda, about how we can get more patients engaged in lung cancer screening and what are your thoughts on that? And how do we stand as far as we've got a number of eligible people out there, but are we really reaching the population we need to reach? That's a great question. What I will share with everybody is that we really have a ways to go in terms of getting our eligible patients screened. As of last year, the Lung Association reported that nationally only 4% of patients who were eligible for screening actually completed lung cancer screening. And while that's a national average, even the highest state, which was Massachusetts, was only at 12%. So I think it's important for everybody to really just educate themselves about this exam, understand a little bit who might be eligible, and really advocate for each other. I'm oftentimes surprised when I really think about lung cancer screening that this exam is non-invasive. It's so very fast. It takes about five minutes. And when you compare it to other types of cancer screenings, it's so much more straightforward. So I find it kind of ironic that lung cancer screening is really the least used exam by our patient population, but one that is also, you know, research proven to find lung cancers in and of itself. So I, you know, it would be my hope, especially during Lung Cancer Awareness Month, that people take time to really understand not only more about lung cancer as a disease, but also lung cancer screening, because we know that it saves lives. Certainly does. And as you say, there's, there's research to support that. And of course, in this past year, one of the challenges has been that a lot of our screening programs were interrupted by COVID. And I wonder how your program has handled that and addressed bringing patients back in after a pause sure. in screening. So we ended up closing our program from about the middle of March to the beginning of June. So it was closed for about 11 weeks in total. And we followed the lead of our other cancer screening programs when we reopened. What we did was we canceled all the exams, obviously, during that time we send reminder letters. So we took it, took it upon ourselves to hold those letters back. We didn't want to confuse our patients. But when we knew we were reopening, we sent out the reminder letters to our patients. And so 
we were very fortunate because aside from doing that and engaging with our patients, our organization understood the need for patients to resume their cancer screenings. So we also did a fair amount of marketing engagement on our website, reassuring our patients that Rush was a safe place to come back to and to participate in their cancer screenings. So those those elements, I think, really generated trust within our patient population. So we actually, even though we took a pause, our program volumes have been extremely good in the time after we reopened, which, which is really terrific. But also keep in mind that, you know, aside from taking these strategies to speak directly to our screening patients, we've also put in place very standard protocols, which are in place at really most healthcare facilities. So social distancing, wearing masks, pre-screening when patients are coming to their appointments. So all of those, um, you know, those pieces and that knowledge encourages us. So right now, and from the Midwest, we're, in, we're experiencing a peak in COVID cases. We are planning to remain open as long as we can do it safely. And when I say that, it's for our patients and even our employees as well. That's a very good point. Did you have any particular issues or concerns expressed by referring providers as far as whether they should send their patients in for screening? No, we actually didn't. It was very quiet in that respect, in that regard, which is wonderful. And I think Rush did an exceptional job just as an institution with being very transparent and communicating with with really the entire organization. So I think, you know, that mitigated any specific concerns that providers might have. Most of our orders come with, from within our organization as well. Well, it sounds like that having that kind of unified effort and having everybody on the same page makes a huge difference. So that is certainly a credit to you and your facility for making sure everybody did understand how what the approach would be and the policies, and that certainly goes a very long way. Well, thank you, Linda, so much. I appreciate your time today. And we do look forward to hopefully seeing an uptake and uptick in lung cancer screening. And I appreciate all the work that you do with your program. So thank you. And thank you for having me. This podcast is brought to you by the American College of Radiology and the National Lung Cancer Roundtable. 